the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Your money on AM 1220 KDOW and iHeart Radio Station. Let's welcome on Dr. Jeff Rosen, Chief Economist with Briefing.com. How are you today, Mr. Rosen? Pretty good, over yourself? I'm pretty good, although I'm feeling a little bit down with the markets and I'm trying to rationalize, you know, Russia and Crimea and China and. Just kind of, I kind of want a winning market, and I don't, when I don't get it, I get maybe a little sad, a little melancholy for the good old days when we were at all-time highs. Yeah, you're not that far off, but uh, yeah, I understand. Yeah, yeah. So, and again, I'm being a little bit sarcastic when I say that, but um, what is your thought right now on how international headlines are kind of wagging the tail of the U.S. stocks, or at least putting some concern in a market that needs a little concern? Yeah, I mean, geopolitical events tend to have an outsized reaction um, you know, on the market, even if it doesn't have as much of a reaction economically. And, you know, in these cases, I don't see, you know, absent of, you know, a war with Russia, I don't see the Ukraine uh, circumstance that much of a, of a headwind on U.S. growth. You know, I, I, it doesn't factor into my GDP forecast at all. And, I mean, China, very little. I mean, you know that China needs to rebalance. The question is, how are they going to rebalance their economy? So, you know, the fact that you're getting, you know, some weakness in exports, showing that you're getting some weakness in, in global demand, you know, it's kind of normal from what I expected. How about the headline story today with Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, two companies that have been staples in the U.S. economy? for many, many, many years, being replaced with securities by the government um, instead of cash flow by the government. Is there any angle you can bring to the story of good idea, bad idea, unintended consequences? Yeah, I haven't looked into it too closely yet. Okay. I think in reality it's going to be very similar to what it was before. Uh, You know, you still have the, the, the type of company that existed before where you allowed, you know, private equity into a government uh, organization just wasn't a you know a very viable business model, at least in my opinion. So, the idea of making it more you know explicit seems you know likely and it seems reasonable. Okay, you, do you think it'll have a ramification on higher borrowing costs? I don't know. I, I don't okay. know the, the the exact details yet. I don't know you know what it means for uh, insuring mortgages and whatnot. I think that's going to be the the you know, the telltale. If if the government's completely going to get out of this situation and they're not going to insure mortgages or they're going to back out at least partially, you're going to have a difficult time in the housing market because there is very little appetite um, for banks to hold this type of risk right now. 
So you know, once we get the details more about what's going to happen and how things are going to be, I think then you can make more adequate uh, assumptions on how things will be. Speaking with Dr. Jeff Rose in ChiefEconomistBriefing.com, you published a piece, I believe, yesterday on the growing disconnect between businesses and households. Uh, what's the, the takeaway from this article? Well, I talked about um, data from the flow funds report that came out last week. Basically, what you're seeing is that households are less leveraged than they've been. Uh, Debt-to-equity ratios are below trend from 1970 to to, uh, right around the bubble period of 2001-2002. if you look at income to you know debt to income ratios, they're returning to a more normal level uh, given where trends were prior to the housing bubble. So you have a situation where household demand should be on the rise, or at least the ability to buy is on the rise. So the pent up demand that we had from you know not purchasing stuff during the crash and and immediately following should be replaceable. You know the consumers have the ability to do that. Yet, instead of ramping up production or getting ready to ramp up production, you're seeing businesses holding more cash on their balance sheets um, in relationship to uh, liquidity. Sorry, not liquidities, um, in relation to um, liabilities. So basically, they believe that there might be a short-term drop in demand, which would require them to be in a liquidity crunch if they don't own short-term assets to, you know, highly liquid short-term assets to pay off the liquidity, the uh, uh, liabilities that they have on their balance sheet right now. Um, so the question is, why is that? Why are businesses, you know, holding cash instead of investing at the same time households have the ability to, to buy, you know, it's to grow and to drive demand higher, and, and that's very concerning. I'm going to ask you, why are businesses so afraid? I, I, I don't know. I mean, it, it seems irrational, illogical, um, or businesses might know their market better and they're stating with certainty that even though households have the ability to take on more debt and to increase uh, their purchasing power, they're not going to do so. So if that's the case, then businesses are in better interest holding short-term cash and, and making sure that they have money on hand so they don't go out of business if demand falls. I don't think that's necessarily going to happen. I mean, the way the economy is playing out, even though we're seeing uh, a rough period right now, you know, and I think this is normal. I think what we're seeing, to, you know, this quarter will probably fall, you know, some more into next quarter as well. But I don't see, you know, a looming recession. I, you know, the Treasury markets aren't forecasting that type of uh, response. So I don't see why businesses would feel the need to hold cash, especially when cash returns so, you know, next to nothing right now. But that's what they're doing. There's an article out today, I think on Bloomberg, talking about cash being held abroad, $206 billion as Apple, IBM, GE, you know, Pfizer. They don't want to pay taxes on it. And it's kind of got our Congress paralyzed because I think it would help your business infrastructure if – could it ever be done that we say you could repatriate it, pay no taxes, but it has to go into business in infrastructure, or is that pie in the sky? It's pie in the sky. Money is okay. fungible. So it's it's very difficult to say you can bring this back for this expense, you know, and this expense only. You know, it comes back, and they're going to use it for something else and claim something else was used for that expense. Um the problem is that 
there's no reason to expand. I mean, that's why businesses are holding short-term uh, short-term assets because they don't feel the need to expand. You know, I, I disagree with that that view based on uh, my demand models, but you know, that's where businesses are. So it doesn't make sense to for businesses to pay the taxes to repatriate the income to the U.S. when it would likely just sit in the U.S. bank accounts and do nothing as well. Anything that you're working on that you think we should highlight today? Help me out a little bit as far as what's important out there. And there was an interesting little article in Bloomberg today that um, was talking about some research paper um, that was published. Well, it's not, not published yet. It's a working paper from the um, from late 2013 about uh, the computerization of jobs and the future of employment. And uh, what was interesting about it was that it. it Basically took 702 occupations and then give a probability, you know, if that job is going to be, um, you know, gone in the next 10, 20 years based on computerization. And, uh, you know, my wife was a fashion designer, and according to this uh, model, she's got a 2% uh, probability of losing her job to a computer. Meanwhile, as an economist, um, I'm at 43%. So, uh, you know, <laughs> maybe I should be uh, backing her and, and getting her into uh, higher-end jobs because uh, my my job might not be here for the much, much longer. <laughs> it is an interesting article because, like you said, fashion designer, economist, but also brought up in it was the artificial intelligence and how maybe even lawyers at some point, and they're well compensated. Why can't their jobs be done with a database? And, you know, a colleague of mine just uh, sent me a note saying that uh, radio personalities can, you know, have a 10% chance of losing their job to computers. So I think you're doing okay. <laughs> it's interesting to note. It's already, we've already been ravaged our industry. Um, so much of our industry is, you know, the clear channels of the world. Just, it's one radio host and he'll cover like five or six cities, five or six areas. And, you know, do a little weather here for Southern California, do a little weather here for Central California. But, um, it, there's no doubt. Is this going to be a problem in our lifetime of yeah. computerization? Yeah, I, I mean, technological advances always cause shifts in labor movements. The question is, how quickly is the shift going to be in our, you know, workers or potential workers going to be able to adjust to the increase in technology and the increase in productivity from this from this new technology to uh, to survive? You know, generally speaking. Uh, as technology comes in, you know, you still have to have people to monitor and uh, work with that technology. So I don't see all the jobs just going away, but um, you're definitely going to have to have, be retrained in a lot of industries. So computers aren't going to rule the world, but they're going to they're going to make some people poor. Yeah, they'll make. I mean, there are always winners and losers, and yep. uh, you know, according to this survey, you know, there's going to be a lot more losers in the near end than winners. But um, you know, that said, you know, it's the way it works. It's the way technology changes. It's the way uh, the economy and civilization as a whole grows. Thanks very much. It's Dr. Jeff Rosen, Chief Economist Briefing dot com, talking a little robots there. You can get your calls on the show, 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. It was an interesting comment on the economy there because we weren't really focusing on jobs. We weren't really focusing on you know some of the data that's coming out short-term that moves markets. That was a little bit of a bigger picture, and uh, 
that article at Bloomberg, if anyone wants a copy of it, I'll, I'll send you a link to it. Drop me a name on Rob, robblack.com. But it is pretty alarming. Like, pharmacists, a job could be totally done by a robot. Totally done. Um, on some levels, it is at hospitals. You know, the robot comes and delivers your meds. We'll take a break here. We'll be right back. Rob at robblack.com. I'm Rob Black. With Spectrum Asset Management in Chicago. Oil is down $1.68 at $98.30. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, Back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. There's a YouTube video going around right now that's promoting. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.